Hello, 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 and welcome to this topical life. Today is Sila session number six. Okay, so let's see. Last week we talked about success and what success looks like for us and what true success feels like and all those things. And we're kind of continuing that this week as well. Um, and then a little plot twist to share. Um, but this evening, I invite you to find a spot, if you can, to be in a quiet spot or just in a quiet mental spot or just opening your mind to an imagery, if you will. Um, oh, someone just texted me. An imagery, if you will, of of what I'm about to share. So I'm reading you a book called The Legend of the Three Trees. And those of you who are listening, I'm actually not gonna be showing pictures, I'm just gonna read it. So you're not missing anything. Um, the Legend of the Three Trees is actually a, um, a folk tale that has been in plays uh, or that kind of thing. And there's been many adaptations of The Legend of the Three Trees. This particular adaptation is by Catherine McCafferty and um, anyway I, I really like it the pictures are really cool so I'm gonna go ahead and start reading this book life burst into the world on the third day of creation from under the water God brought forth the earth peeking up through the earth soil green plants waved like millions of tiny flags grasses bushes and trees grew into every size and shape the trees towered above all. There were pine trees and poplar, olive and oak, willow and walnut. Each held its own seeds and fruits. Their seeds and fruits scattered as animals carried them from the trees. In a green valley, a fox dropped an olive pit. Along a rocky shore, a stork split open an acorn. And on a tall mountain, a, a goat shook loose a seed from a pine cone. The pit, the acorn, and the sea grew into saplings. In time, a beautiful olive tree blossomed in the valley. A mighty oak stood on a rocky coast, and a tall pine tree stood on the mountain. As each tree grew, it, dreamed, it dreamt of what it would become. The olive tree dreamt of becoming a beautiful and important treasure chest. Decorated with sparkling jewels, it would hold the greatest treasure in the world. One day, a woodsman came to the forest and chose the olive tree from all the other trees. The olive tree trembled with happiness. At last, it would become a beautiful treasure chest. The woodsman took the olive tree to his workshop. He cut the wood into boards and hammered them into a box shape. But to the tree's surprise, the woodsman did not make the box into a treasure chest. Instead, he filled the box with hay and dragged it into a stable with messy sheep, smelly cows, and noisy chickens. The olive tree saw that it had become a manger, a mere feeding box for animals. I knew then it would never hold a treasure. As the olive tree's dream faded in the dusty stable, the oak tree looked, around, looked out over the water with a dream of its own. Strong and proud, it dreamed that its trunk would be made into a mighty ship that would carry a king. 
One day, shipbuilders cut down the oak tree and hauled it to their boatyard. They sawed the broad trunk into boards. They bent the boards to form the size of the boat. With each passing day, the oak tree felt certain that its dream was coming true. But when the shipbuilders were done, the oak felt small and weak. It had not become a mighty ship at all. Instead, it was a little fishing boat launched on a calm lake. The mighty oak knew then that a king would never sail in a little fishing boat. High on the mountainside, above the oak boat, the pine tree stood tall. Many times it saw people in the valley looking up. It hoped that its towering branches would remind people of the glory of God's creation. It dreamt that it would always stay on the mountain and point people to God. One night, a fierce storm shook the mountain. The pine tree bent and swayed in the powerful wind. As thunder boomed, a bolt of lightning flashed from the sky and splintered the tree's trunk, and with a great crash, the pine tree fell to the ground. The pine tree's dream crashed down with it. No one would ever look up to it again. Its long trunk now just blocked the mountain road. The tree thought that things could not possibly get worse, but then strong soldiers hauled it to a scrapyard. Unused and forgotten, the pine lay on a heap of old lumber. It knew that a piece of scrap wood would never point people to God. Many years passed. The trees' great dreams seemed so far away that they stopped thinking about them. For what greatness could come to a feed box, a fishing boat, and a scrap wood? But God had his own plan for each of the trees. One night, shepherds ke keeping watch over their flock saw an angel. A great light shone all around. The angel told them not to be afraid, for their Savior had been born in Bethlehem. Just as the angel had said, the shepherds found the baby lying in a manger. The olive tree had not become a treasure chest, but now, as a manger, it held the greatest treasure of all time, God's only son, Jesus. The infant Jesus grew into a man, and the man traveled to the very lake that held the oak fishing boat. One day, the little boat carried Jesus onto the lake with the fishermen. Suddenly, a great storm swept over the lake. Water washed into the boat. The oak boat struggled with all of its strength so it would not sink. Quiet! Be still, Jesus said. The storm stopped. The oak boat felt Jesus' power. The boat had never carried a king of this world, but now it carried the king of kings. One day, soldiers came for the forgotten pine. From the pine's trunk, they made a cross and placed it and placed Jesus on it. On a hillside, under a blackening sky, the pine cross swayed as the soldiers raised it. The cross did not know if it could bear the weight of the man upon it, but it did. That day, Jesus died on the cross to take away the sins of all who believe in him. Jesus fulfilled his heavenly Father's plan for him, and even since, the cross points people to God as a symbol of his great love for us. And what of the three trees? This is the part that I really am emphasizing. They, too, had fulfilled God's plans for them. Miraculously, God's plans had taken them beyond their youthful dreams. Sometimes... The dreams that we have for ourselves are much smaller than the dreams that God has for us. The three trees' dreams came true, just not in the way they had imagined. And so it is with each of us. If, for if we follow God's path, we will travel far be, beyond even our greatest dreams. So um, I've had this book for the end, by the way. <laughs> I've had this book for many years. And when I started um, teaching Tobin, uh, 
I was like frantically looking for a book that I felt like was his age level and um, all that stuff. So this is the book I grabbed. And when I read it, I was like in tears. Um, sorry, I'm going to cry. Um, because it obviously spoke to me and still is, and hopefully to you too. Um, I think this time around this time, not only is it, we're coming into the season of Christmas, but just in the season that we're in where things feel very undone and we are in process and it doesn't feel good. And, and it feels like whatever we're trying to do, um, we're either a just like holding on so tight to just keep the waves coming and stay strong, or we've kind of drifted away a little bit, or we're pushing our willpower far, far, far past than what it actually needs to do. I mean, the list goes on technically, but for me, um, what I wanted to share with you is a little story of my own, which is, um, I guess like this past Friday or Thursday night, um, this is a small thing, but the big thing to me, um, there was this thing called trunk or treat and it was something that Tobin and I had worked on and the, and the kids and we, I just made a big deal out of it because it was an event. It was something to look forward to. Um, and I hadn't really like played up anything really lately, but because I knew trick or treating was probably going to be like not existing that this was the thing, right? So we get a email saying that the trunk or treat was canceled. And at that moment, like I lost my ever loving shit and I don't normally get so caught up into a thing, but seeing my son's face for the millionth time, so disappointed and the work that he did with it, I just like fell apart. And I kind of got this like realization as I was looking around, I was like, um, some things that I tell my kids when I really see that they're not being very empathetic, or I just see like, look into this situation where, what do you see right now? I mean, if a, a child walks in and I'm trying to do something and you know, the, the room is chaos and it's like a kid comes in and starts asking me questions. I'm like, this is what I always say. I always say, read the room, read the room. And I feel like that's just like a heads up of like, listen, you're not seeing what's going on. You need to look around, read the room. What's going on here? Okay. Just hold tight. Okay. So <clears throat> at that moment I was reading the room, so to speak. And I was like, I don't think I can do what it is I'm doing. And I don't think I can, um, not only that, all the things that had piled on in the past few weeks were coming to me like I'm going to help coach um, soccer, which I have literally no idea what I'm doing. But for the sake of getting second graders out on the field to get exercise, I'm doing that. I'm getting involved in young life and wildlife, middle school and high school. Um, my daughter is struggling and I won't go into a lot of detail about that, but just, just, there's a lot that I'm needed for, shall I say. So 
All that to say, I'm going to pause in the pause. I'm going to pause my Sila in my Sila. And I'm hoping that I can do uh, some pop-up podcast episodes because uh, I'm not closing out this season. I feel like the season is still there. I just can't do what I'm committed to right now. Um, but next week will be my last Selah episode. And that episode is basically going to collect all the things that we've talked about into one episode and just kind of tie that with a big red bow on it and and just see what happens next. Um, so the book in full circle, for me, it's like another example of my heart just feels broken because there's things that I want to do. There's things that I want to accomplish and... Um, and I know you do too. And I know that so many people are hurting and are just trying to survive. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. And I basically have cried every single day for the past two weeks, probably um, going on walks. And, you know, I've been told that when you, um, you go right, left, right, left, like when you're walking or running or that kind of stuff, it, it, it triggers like a, something in your brain where it releases emotion. It's like EMDR type stuff. It's counseling stuff. Anyway, it can trigger emotion. And so that's, I've been getting it out by doing that. And that has helped. Um, but I'm lining up some counseling appointments. I'm um, just reading the room, shall I say. And, and I feel like the tree that is left out. You know, I feel like, you know, when I talk about success, I know, and this is what I kind of want to express is that I know I'm not, unsu I know I'm not unsuccessful by stopping right now, even though I really want to keep going. And I really want to do what I want to do. But I can't. And um, I'm going I just basically what I said was, to my family was, is that, you know, I thought about like, why can't they do their thing while I do my thing? You know, they should be able to take care of themselves. You know, like I should be able to do what I want to do. I've gotten you this far. You should be able to, you know, figure it out. Like as far as not just, you know, driving yourself or anything like that, I'm talking about like feeding yourself, um, you know, doing the chores and they are all, everyone's willing to help and all those kind of things. But Unfortunately, because of the times that we're in, they're suffering and they're not able to do all the things that I would want them to do so that I could do what I want to do. And so <clears throat> wisdom is a very powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And um, and I know, again, husbands and wives, I would have to say that say hashtag save the moms um, shout out to India. She made that phrase up. She's a friend and hashtag save the moms husbands. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough for everybody, but I think, you know, it's not a comparison, but the women, man, we need all the encouragement we can get. And, um, and that's just the facts. I think women are 
excellent multitaskers. And even at this point where we're faced with as a country, even the greatest multitaskers can't multitask and it feels like failure, you know? So I want to encourage everyone listening to read your room. What is it you can do? How do you want to show up? How do you want to be honest with yourself? I got honest with myself. I got real honest with myself and it was ugly. And, uh, and it's not what I want, but I do believe there's hope. And I do believe this isn't going to last forever. Um, it's not. It's not going to last forever. And the book is a great example of that. Um, yes, it's a folktale, but, it, but I've been through hard times before and have come out of it. There's been some beautiful things. This is what I always say. I always say to myself, when you're, when you're in process and you're thinking about what, how you want things to be versus how that things actually come to be. I always say you think it could be A or it could be B, but the answer is always, always C. And that C is what we don't understand and we don't see yet, but it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be better than what you can imagine if you can just put your hope where it belongs. Put your hope where it belongs. No, I don't feel super stoked right now. No, I'm crying on the inside, but my hope is real. And it's, it's, it's living in me and I'm going to continue forward. If you're stopping something or you find yourself feeling like you're a failure, look closer to what is actually going on. How do you are defining failure? How are you defining success? How are your how are you at the end of your process? This is another thing that someone um, pointed out to me, because obviously, if I haven't made it clear yet, it's the podcast at this moment that I'm not wanting to stop. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I have this amazing marketing guy who's helping me and he was like, you know, the worst, you, you, what you need to do. And he was trying to help me with the podcast. He's like, what you need, this is, this is really funny. He's like, what you need to do is release the same, same time every single week. I said, okay, well, I release podcasts every Tuesday. He's like, no, no, no. The exact time every single week. And I was just like, like, really people do that? Like, uh, yes, it's, it's for sure. You have to do it at the exact same time. And that was the first seed of like, um, yeah, I can't do that right now, but I do want to do that. And I even asked my dentist, who's like a podcast, like everything, he loves podcasts. And he was like, yeah, you know, if I don't, if I don't get the podcast that I'm supposed to listen to at this certain time, pff, forget it. And I'm like, really? Oh my God. It's so much pressure. It's like, it's just, yeah, it, it seems like it would be like an easy thing. Like, duh, why don't you just do that? But, um, in my, in the way that this, this particular podcast runs, it, it, it can't be like that. And so right now I'm even breaking the rule of podcast by saying, I don't even know when I'm going to be able to record another podcast. It could be, well, it's definitely going to be next week for sure. And then after that, it's like these pop-ups and I do, I have things in my head that I really want to do and that I'm excited about. So I know it's not over. It's just on pause. My pause is on pause. And let me tell you, 
um, a little foreshadowing or like another thing that happened this week was I walk out to the bed out from the bedroom and this was a little foreshadowing. I see my sea law poster eaten by my dog. I was just like, my sea was eaten by a dog. My dog ate my sea That's what I'm trying to say. Um, my dog ate my sea and I'm going to get it back by this pause, the pause in my pause. My pause took my pause and then now I'm in my pause during my pause. Anyway, that is where we're at, you guys. Um, I would just encourage you wherever you're at to be honest with yourself. How are you defining success? I could easily, easily walk away from this session right now and be like, I'm a total and utter failure and I'm not. I'm going to walk away and I'm going to say, you know what? It, this hurts like shit. It hurts like shit. But I'm doing what I know is best for my family. I know that if my family is where it needs to be, then I then then it's then that's where the track is is going and where it's good. And included in that, there is self-care, of course. There's all those things, but um, and I will be doing that. It's just that this is not that for me right now. And have I said that sucks yet? Cause it does. Um, anyway, I'm going to leave you with the story. I'm going to leave you with that and just know that next week we are going to, uh, just kind of hit the points of what we've talked about and let the season just be where it is. And then hopefully some pop-up sessions of, whatever. Um, but I am here to talk. If you want to talk a uh, message, I will be posting on this topical life. I will be expressing how my seal is going. Anyway, my love is with you. I hope you're doing well. This election thing is, whew, it's a big one. And I know we're all feeling it, but the picture is bigger. We got to look at the bigger picture. Okay. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. Hold tight, have faith, believe in the hope and stay loved. Have a good week.